Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. Before you pick up the hammer, pick up the phone and call us. We will help you get the job done. And today we are broadcasting a very special edition of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. We are at the International Builder Show in Orlando, Florida, a mecca for construction professionals. This is sort of an inside industry event, not open to the public, so we're here to spill the beans on the latest and greatest in home technology. <laughs> Which I'm perfect for, because you know I can't keep, you can't a, keep secret. a secret. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're bringing you the best of the best from the show village. We are on site at the high-tech home, and this is all courtesy of our friends at Owens Corning. We're actually broadcasting from the front porch here at the high-tech home. We're not in rocking chairs, though. So it's got that old sort of hometown feel to it, but this home is actually far from old. It includes the best and most cutting-edge technology the building industry has to offer. That's right. In addition to the high-tech home, there's two others. The show village includes a green home and a comfortably affordable home, which are two words that I like a lot. And Mike Draper is a professional builder with 30 years of experience in the factory-built housing industry. Welcome, Mike. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Now, you've been involved in both of these projects. Let's talk first about the green home. Big trend right now. Getting a lot of demand? Uh, it is a very big trend. We're getting a, we're getting a lot of people that are requesting green homes, uh, a lot of builders coming in that are requesting green homes, a lot of green developments these days. So, yeah, everybody's looking for everybody's looking for something green. Now let's talk about what actually uh, what does the green home mean? Because I think that it's uh, we're getting to what the point where you? yeah, what is green to you? I mean, gr- there's different shades of green, and there's light green and medium green and heavy green. Neon green. When you set out to do a green house, um, what are you trying to achieve? You're trying to build a sound, quality home and, uh, and take kind of a holistic approach, not just energy efficiency, but you're looking at indoor air quality, mm-hmm. uh, you know, health issues. Uh, you're looking at design, livability, uh, material resources. I mean, so there's lots of different aspects that you have to look at when you're building a green home. Now, when you're dealing with a factory-built situation, are you able to sort of adapt any style of your home to a more green standard or situation or is it really certain models have to stick with certain types of building specifics you could you could build a green home in any type of home uh you know it's it's uh it's just a matter of what you want what you're looking for but you know basically you just got to look at the materials you're using and you just have to have the knowledge you have to you know you have to investigate you have to learn you have to understand what uh, you know what the materials are and what you're using and how they affect the environment you really I mean, have to really, take a responsibility to do the research that's right what we're now. finding it's up to the builder or the homeowner to do the research and ask specifically for this is the purpose that i want and why i want to call it green absolutely and there's lots of great resources out there we we partner up with the Florida Solar Energy Center here in Florida, and they've, uh, they've done a lot in helping us understand how to build green homes. Now, is your home that you constructed here solar-powered? 
Uh, the home that the home that we have here has a solar hot water heater system on it. Oh, doesn't, it doesn't have photovoltaics, but it does have a solar hot water heater system. Now, what if you're remodeling your home? Do you think it's possible to, uh, you know, to really make a commitment to just with the new, with respect to the new products, go green on the remodel if you have an existing home? Well, sure, because you can put uh, when you're remodeling, you can still use green products. You can use caulks and paints that have no VOCs in them. Uh, you know, when you're remodeling. Even adhesives. Yeah, even the adhesives, exactly. You've got to look at those things. And, uh, you know, you can, there's, there's nothing that says when you're remodeling you can't put on a uh, solar hot water heater. Yeah, good point. We're talking to Mike Draper. He's a professional builder with 30 years of experience constructing factory-built housing. And your other home that you built here is one called the Comfortably Affordable Home. What niche is this desi designed to try to go to? Well, this particular house is about uh, 1,767 square feet. So that's a green feature, really, because it's smaller. You've got uh, less square footage that you're trying to air condition and heat. Uh, so, you know, from that standpoint, it, uh, it, the, that's part of the design mm -hmm. of doing mm -hmm. something that's green. But uh, we always like, we like to say, too, that green can be affordable. It doesn't have to be expensive. And, uh, and this home, uh, excluding lot, it runs about $75 a square foot. Wow, oh, that's, that's great. very affordable. Let's talk about storm resistance. Is that built into these homes? These, both of the homes that we built were built to 140-mile-an-hour wind standards. So very strong. Now, tell us what's going to happen. You've constructed these homes in the parking lot. Now, they're actually going to be disassembled and then moved to foundations. Is that correct? That's correct. We'll, uh, we'll have about three days to disassemble them uh, and get them out of here, and then we'll, take them, we'll be taking them to the builders that have bought the houses, and they'll be setting them on a foundation. And do these become sort of a show house for them at that point, or do these actually go to an owner? Well, a lot of times uh, the builders that buy the home, buy them for themselves. Oh, really? <laughs> because they come with a lot, come well, with a lot of great they, features. They know they're built well. <laughs> they know they're built well. <laughs> they had a lot of critics here at the Builder Show checking out their handiwork. Absolutely. Well, they well they know these houses have to go down the highway about 75 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So if they can withstand that, they can withstand just about anything. I mean, Absolutely. That's pretty amazing. So even the affordable home is built to green standards. It's nice that you're incorporating a lot of this green technology and ideology into something that works for every price point. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, green can be affordable. Fantastic. Mike Draper, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Interesting story. All right. Thank well, you. here's something we learned this year at the International Builder Show. The single most cost-effective uh, <laughs> cost way to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from your home is to properly insulate it. And if you're not sure if your home has enough insulation or even the right type, I know it gets kind of confusing, especially depending on where you live. We're going to tell you what you need to know next. That's right. More from the International Builder Show coming up right after this. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are broadcasting a special edition of the Money Pit today from Orlando, Florida, the site of the 2008 International Builder Show. That's right. There is a million square feet of show floor here that we've been pounding the pavement. And boy, our feet are killing <laughs> I have to say. But before the break, we were talking about one of the simplest and most cost-effective ways to green up your home. And it's really all about the insulation. And nobody knows insulation like Owens Corning. Gail Tedham's is 
Owens Corning's Director of Sustainability, and she joins us now with some tips on how to insulate your home properly. Hi, Gail. Hi, how you doing? We are excellent. Now, insulation is one of those projects that is just so doable for the average person. It and absolutely is. It gets easier and easier as time goes on. And one of the things, one of the things that I think is interesting is that most people don't understand that they don't have enough insulation because we're continually changing the standards. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Well, and the insulation changes. It compromises itself over time, so it does need some sort of updating, correct? Well, uh, actually, fiberglass insulation st- uh, keeps its uh, insulating power throughout its life, but as, the, as we've understood about energy efficiency, adding more insulation and, and having a higher R value is recommended now. Even some homes that are recently built, they're built to a minimum standard, and you can gain more energy efficiency if you have a higher value of insulation. The, the Department of Energy recommends it for your attic to have around an R49 for most parts of the country. Now, what does that mean in terms of inches? Uh, for, insula- for R49, you need to have uh, at least 15 and a half inches of bat insulation, mm-hmm. or if you have the loose-blown fiberglass insulation, you need to have 18 to 20 inches. Wow. So, so you need you, more of the of the blown in insulation. That's right. Is it because it's lighter? It's fluffier. Right. Yes. More air more mm-hmm. air is contained inside of it. Now so. this is obviously the idiot's question, but if you have more <laughs> insulation, you're using less heat. Therefore, more energy efficiency. It's more. It's less heat transfer through the, the whether it's the ceiling or the wall or the basement, and so you can keep the heat in, uh, in, in the inside of your house when you're warming, mm-hmm. and also keep the heat out in the cooling uh, climate when you're using your air conditioner. Now let's talk about ventilation. Um, sometimes I find they that work when hand you take, in hand. yeah, they work hand in hand, and sometimes when I find when people could add a lot more insulation, they don't really um, address the ventilation in the attic space. Now yeah. it's important to keep that insulation dry, isn't it? It is. And it's important to make sure that your vents don't get blocked. When you put the insulation in, uh, there's usually soffit vents that are along the eaves Mm -hmm. of the house. And you want to make sure that those remain open so that you have that ventilation up uh, the roof deck to the top ventilation that you have, usually a ridge vent or uh, an an end vent in your attic. Now, just sort of going up to the attic and measuring, which obviously you should be doing, mm-hmm. what are visual cues that you can sort of just take by poking your head up into the space? Well, it's, it's the, the attic is the best place to look because it's usually accessible, and you can go up to your attic, and if you can see the, the top of the floor joists or the, right. the beams running across, you probably don't have enough insulation because right. mm-hmm. that's usually only at 8 to 10 inches at the mm-hmm. most. And so uh, take a ruler. And we have rulers at uh, our, the home uh, uh, improvement stores. You can measure how much insulation you need mm-hmm. and it'll t- tell you. We also have a calculator on our website, insulateyourattic.com, insulateyourattignow.com. And um, that will give you information about how to measure and how to figure out how much insulation mm-hmm. that you might need. Now, once you sort of even up to the floor joist, do you want to then go perpendicular yes. across it so that you mm-hmm. don't see them at yeah, all? Yeah, the layering of this is important. That you don't always the, go... Best Parallel way. with the joists. Yes, if your if your floor joists are full, right. then you want to go back over the top the opposite way, right. so that uh, also insulates that that board or that wood right. structure, so you don't get heat loss through that. Now, here's a question: When you have existing insulation, um, is it ever a good idea to remove the old insulation? Uh, and then sort of start with new insulation? You really don't have to. If it's in good shape, um, you know. Even if it's super squished? 
Um, well, if it's squished, you might want to fluff it up okay. if it's bad insulation, if, it hasn't, if it's been smashed down because you were storing something up there <laughs> or something. Uh, so you want to make sure that it's fluffed up, but uh, you can just put insulation right, uh, more insulation right on top of it. Now, what you want to make sure of is to get the unfaced. Right. You don't want to put that vapor retarder, that craft paper, right. down because then you would have a vapor retarder between the layers. So just use the unfaced. We're talking to Gail Tedham. She's Owens Corning's Director of Sustainability about the importance of insulating your home. Now, Gail, what if you wanted to sort of carve out some space for storage? Do you think it's okay to maybe say you go up to your attic stair and maybe that area that's four or six feet or eight feet around that, kind of leave that with less insulation so that you could put plywood down and store there, but then step it up towards the exterior walls? Well, as long as you can get the thickness of insulation, you could put something on top of that. But you would have to know that that then would be in the unconditioned space of your house, so you wouldn't want to store anything up there that uh, that might be... Uh, uh, not good for mm-hmm. cold weather. Let's for face it; we've all got too much stuff. <laughs> we've got to use every space it's we have. But the I do step find before the garbage, the places. That I'm go advising up there. this as another solution, as a better solution than trying to put stuff on top of the insulation, yeah. which is never. Yeah, a good you don't want to. You don't want to smash it, it down because you, you lose some of the insulating power then. Well, that's all really great tips. I mean, I know we're in a situation at home where we need to get up there and really do some work to our insulation. If you do want to sort of fluff up the existing fiberglass and add more, is the technology or the material, has it changed where you really don't need to be as protective of your skin, respiratory eyes? Well, let me tell you about our product. The, uh, we are GreenGuard certified, which means uh, we test our product for emissions, so you don't have to worry about indoor air quality with our products. Uh, we also, we do recommend that you wear gloves and long sleeve mm-hmm. shirt, right. and, because the attic is really a dusty place usually. Yeah. So, you know, with doing that kind of work, we recommend that you wear those those kind of protective gears when you're when you're doing the job. But uh, our the fiberglass insulation is uh, very safe to use, and uh, so no problems there. And That's it's great. got a tremendous return on investment. The website again is insulateyouraddictnow.com. Lots of tips, advice, calculators. Good, which is what people what you need. need to know. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Gail Tedhams from Owens Corning. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money My Pit. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, every year we get a first look at some of the trends that we can expect in home construction and design. And one thing that we've learned this year, along with upgraded kitchens, are outdoor porches and fireplaces are fast becoming the must-haves on the house wish list. That's right. According to the National Association of Realtors, fireplaces have a strong and positive effect on the value of the home, adding, check this out, about 12000 bucks to the home's worth. And one of the easiest, most cost-effective ways to dress up an older, outdated fireplace is to give it the look of stone. In fact, there's a actually a very beautiful cultured stone fireplace here in the high-tech house. Yeah, and that's another Owens Corning product. It's so gorgeous. And the cultured stone, it's a manufactured stone veneer. It's got the look and color and feel of real stone without the weight or the cost or the need to completely redesign your fireplace. And it exactly mimics the look of the natural stone from which they were molded right down to the smallest detail. Now, if you do want to completely replace or even add a brand new fireplace to your home. There are a lot of benefits. It's a cool way to go green, add zone heating, and of course, there's nothing like gathering around a toasty warm fire. It's just a fantastic focal point for the home. That's why Hearth Technologies is the world's largest supplier of manufactured wood and gas fireplaces. We've got Dave Miller, who is the brand manager for Heat & Glow, joining us. Dave, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Tom. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. And um, here's here's a phrase you don't often hear with fireplaces, zoned heat. How crazy, right? Yeah, you can zone fireplaces now, huh? That is right. See, the fireplace actually is a furnace in and of itself. You can duct uh, 
five-inch ductwork off the fireplace and put it in an adjacent home into the garage or someplace else other than the actual spot that you're installing it. So uh, don't think of heat right where you've got it, but think of it as a mini heater to areas around that space. So you're encouraging smaller, decorative, detail-oriented fireplaces, perhaps in every room of the home. That's the way we'd like it. (laughs) (laughs) There is a, you know, heat where you want it, when you want it. It's kind of a green message in and of itself. Instead Mm -hmm. of having the fireplace, or I'm sorry, the furnace run uh, as a whole, heating the home, if you're going to be in your great room for a couple hours and uh, turning a fireplace on at 30,000 BTUs versus your furnace at 100,000 BTUs makes some sense. So the other side of green is the green you can be saving. Absolutely. And, you know, your fireplaces also are some of the most beautiful I've ever seen. You showed me one yesterday that almost looked like the flame was coming out of a wet rock. Yep. What was oh, that? Oh, pretty. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom, it's really uh, more to do with fire art maybe than yeah. the traditional mm-hmm. fireplace. Traditional gas fireplaces have been trying to replicate wood burning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got a lot of those products at Heat and Glow, but the trend now is to do something other than simulate wood burning. And that's when you break the rules. You're basically talking about things like European design, um, rocks, other media like glass, marble, things of that nature that the flame is coming out of and really provide a decorative. Uh, installation. Now, we get a lot of calls about guest fireplaces on the show, and people, you know, often refer to non-vented gas fireplaces, and they just seem like a really bad idea. Is there such a thing even? There's a downside to, uh, to unvented, because something has to happen when you have combustion. So the byproducts typically can help, uh, or hurt, I should say, the house in terms of moisture and, and mold. Mm-hmm. So what you need to be health? cautious with, with that. And yeah, it, it can uh, impact the indoor air quality without a doubt. And congratulations to Heat and Glow, because you guys refuse to make non-vented. We've taken the high road on that, Tom. We believe that it's just uh, not in our best interest. Mm-hmm. They are outlawed in about 12 states right now, and we see that that's not getting uh, any easier for the states that do have them. So. And the entire country of Canada. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, well, right. So you guys, you guys, all your fireplaces that are direct vent, though, we should explain that what that means is it's, it's actually very easy to add one um, with not a whole lot of space. And you, you showed us one yesterday that only took like 12 inches of wall space, yeah. depth of wall space. Flexibility and installation are, are kind of the main drivers in a gas fireplace. Uh, they are seal-tight combustion, mm-hmm. so they're not taking any uh, indoor air to combust. They're taking 100% outside air. And then the vents nowadays have become very small. You're talking 6-inch diameter, 8-inch diameter. Mm -hmm. They can be horizontally vented out the side of the wall or up through the roof. Uh, And then if you have an extreme application, you can power vent or draft assist. So there's no reason not to put one of those in. And then it eliminates the chase and the whole the dollars involved with Mm -hmm. that type Mm -hmm. of an assembly. And so because it seems like it's such a small and efficient system... You really can, this doesn't have to be a new construction installation. You can that, just retrofit this anyway. Yeah, they're great for remodels. The, as Tom mentioned, the, the small footprint as shallow as 12 inches allows for easy installation in smaller applications. And what's the clearance on that? Is it uh, pretty much a zero clearance situation? They, yeah, we call them zero clearance fireplaces because the product itself defines your clearance to combustible. So you need no space. Put them right on you a wood put floor. Put them right on a wood floor. Amazing. Yep. yep. And what if you don't want to go with a gas fireplace? What about biofuel? Any options there? Absolutely. 
you can get into pellet, corn, cordwood, things like that. So uh, there's those options available, and pellets never been easier. You can have those bags delivered right to your door nowadays. It's like adding a water softener pellets to a, mm-hmm. you know, to a water I remember softener. they used to be so hard to find, and now they're just so readily available. Very much so. Just about any fleet and farm store carries these type of products. Mm-hmm. And, and they uh, burn so clean. Energy Very renewable. efficient and beautiful. Dave Miller from Heat & Glow, thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks. Tom, thanks for having me. Well, if you're like millions of Americans, you've been caught in the dark during a widespread power outage. And while it used to be an annoyance, now it can be something much more like a revenue loss for your home-based business. Learn how you can avoid being without power right after this. Pit is being brought to you by Owens Corning, a world leader in building materials and composite solutions. Learn more at owenscorning.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Coming to you from the International Builder Show in Orlando, Florida. Now, if you're like millions of Americans, you've probably been caught in the dark during a blackout. Years ago, it was just a nuisance. You sort of had just waited out. Yeah, but today, not so much. You know, so many telecommuters and home-based businesses are around these days, not to mention folks with life-saving machines that rely on electricity. So today, a power outage can mean lost revenue or even safety issues. And joining the program now is Dan Giampentroni. Good Lord, I should have read your name before I just started announcing you. From <laughs> Generac Power Systems. Welcome, Dan, fellow Italian, I guess. Thank you, Leslie. That wasn't too bad. I've heard a lot worse. I've <laughs> well, Dan, I got to uh, start with the fact that I actually uh, Tom has one. He brags about ago, it all the time. Installed uh, one of your standby generators, a Guardian, mm-hmm. and uh, 12K. And I got to tell you, it is the best thing. Once you have a standby generator, you never want to be without one because the fact of the matter is that electrical systems are not as reliable as they used to be. The, the infrastructure is getting strained and stressed and is failing and breaking down. Yeah. And it's not always because of a major power event like a storm or something like that. Are you seeing that more from your perch? Yeah, I think usually, you know, Mother Nature probably plays the most havoc on the on the electrical grid. But, you know, the other thing that's going on is the demand is outpacing the supply. Mm-hmm. You know, in 10 years from now, um, you know, this country, if it doesn't catch up with it, it could have a lot of, a lot of problems, you know, brownouts and rolling blackouts like that happened in California years ago. Um, but Mother Nature is still the, the biggest one. And it's not just hurricanes down in the southeast. It's, you know, ice storms and mm-hmm. what happened in Tulsa and Oklahoma City just a right. couple months ago and, and Seattle before that. So it's, uh, it's all four corners of the country. Well, let's talk about the technology and explain exactly um, what we mean when we say standby I mean, generator. It's highly complicated. Yeah. I mean, you, you, the word standby is, is exactly that. This is, a, this is a device that stands by and is ready when you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it works uh, with the help of something called a transfer switch. So why don't you talk about that? Correct. It, uh, it's, it's, wired, it's permanently installed outside your home. looks similar to a central air unit. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it wires into your elect- electrical panel, and it uh, splices into your gas supply, natural gas or propane. So it's not gasoline-powered. It's not so gasoline. It's not diesel. You're not refilling gas cans back and forth from a gas station that might not have power. Right. Um, or gas that goes bad after 30 days. Or it mm-hmm. goes bad, correct. Right. Or gas infiltrating the home and causing health issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of advantages to natural gas and propane. So whatever your fuel source is at your house, that's what it's going to run off of. Right. Um, and then 
and uh, you could be away on vacation. Everything's automatic. Everything's hands-free. So you wouldn't even uh, know this is going on. No, there's no there's no manual starting. There's no uh, running extension cords. Everything is completely automatic and hands-free. Like I said, uh, it senses utility power, and so when utility power goes away for whatever reason, it will automatically uh, send a signal to the generator to start up. And then once the generator's up to speed, the transfer switch will switch over from utility power to generator power. And then those circuits that are protected in your house are then powered up by the generator mm -hmm. uh, for a continuous amount of time. It could be two hours, it could be two days, it could be two weeks. For however long that power outage For however outage long the power out. outages happen. Now, when the power outage occurs at the home, say it's even only for a minute, what is the time frame that has to pass before the standby generator kicks yeah, How fast on? does it kick Yeah, on? it's about 20 or 30 seconds. And, wow. we, and we design it that way to make sure that it actually is a power outage, right. a, a true power outage. Because sometimes a voltage drop mm -hmm. right. could send a false alarm, and right. you don't want this thing going back and forth like a pink. Uh, ping right. pong game. So even if the power is only out for, say, five minutes after that, it'll kick back off after that short duration of usage. It'll kick back off. Uh, it, it constantly senses utility power. So when, you when utility power returns, it'll then automatically s shut off the generator, go back to utility, and then it'll go right back into standby mode. So if an hour later the power went out again, the same thing would happen. We're talking to Dan Giampetroni. He's with Generac Power Systems, and they manufacture the Guardian standby generator. Um, Dan, before we let you go, I want to talk about this new transfer switch that you guys have now. I know when I installed my system, I had a separate box for transfer switch. You guys have just invented um, basically a new electrical panel that has a built-in switch. Mm -hmm. We worked with our partners at Siemens. Um, and it's a standard 200-amp, 42-circuit load panel that's in most homes across the country. So it replaces your existing panel? It can replace your existing panel. A new construction, it could be the panel that's put in by okay. the electrician, or if, like, say, during a remodeling project, you have to upgrade from 150-amp service to 200-amp service. That would be right. another great time to put this, pro this it's all uh, built panel in. in. It's clean, it's one panel. And yeah, and then it has an integrated uh, transfer switch right into it. Um, so if uh, you opt for uh, standby power at the time of that construction project, uh, it's actually the easiest and least expensive way to install a generator from the, the electrical side. Fantastic. Dan Giampetroni from Generac Power Systems, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank, Thank you, you, too. All right. Well, Tom, I've noticed we've been getting several inquiries lately on soundproofing, and all these townhome dwellers have common walls. It's really a big problem. And those wives who don't want to lose sleep during their husband's poker uh, night as well, <laughs> I'm sure, play into that. In fact, noise is the most common complaint people have about their homes. Up next, we'll tell you about some new technology that will help you quiet that problem after this. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And this very special edition of the program is broadcasting from Orlando, Florida, the site of the 2008 International Builder Show. It's uh, bigger than ever this year with a million square feet of exhibition space. That's right. It's the place to be if you're a construction professional. If you're not, sorry, you're not invited to this <laughs> party, but we are your inside scooped deliverers. We love to share all of the information that we're learning here. And we're broadcasting from the front porch 
porch of a high-tech home in the show village, which is outside in not-so-warm Florida today for some <laughs> bizarre reason. And it's all courtesy of our friends at Owens Corning. Well, every year there are a couple of breakout trends that we get the early buzz on here at the Builder Show. And one of them this year is that a third of home buyers say a workout room is a necessity in their home. They really want to have it to be a completely part of the home. And the basement is a perfect place to do this. And one of the quickest and easiest ways to turn your unfinished basement into a living space is with a finishing system. And mm -hmm. Owens Corning actually have one, has one that's professionally installed. And you can have your home gym up in like two days. <laughs> that's really fantastic. And one thing that you're going to need for your workout room is definitely soundproofing if you like to listen to loud music to get you motivated. In fact, you're probably going to want this for lots of rooms in your home. Well, according to the National Association of Home Builders, noise is the number one complaint that people have about their homes. Kevin Serace is from Quiet Solutions. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us today. And you've got a really innovative product that can actually help quiet a lot of rooms. Uh, thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, we, we think so. A quiet Rock is a, uh, is a soundproof drywall, and it's a drywall that goes up like regular drywall. And uh, except one of these pieces of drywall, which are hanging on a little samples here, uh, is equivalent to about eight layers of standard drywall wow. acoustically. And, um, and so the question is, how does that work? How do you, how do well, you get that to Well, happen? boy, if I knew, I'd oh, be a scientist, wouldn't I? it look as thick as eight pieces of No, drywall. it isn't. It's regular half-inch and five-eighths inch. So, so you wonder how that works. Well, this works by uh, converting acoustic energy to heat energy with okay. some physical properties called viscoelastic polymers that are buried inside this type of drywall. So even though it weighs the same as regular drywall, uh, you or your contractor can install it like a regular piece of drywall, and it's the same as putting up six or eight layers of, of drywall, which you'd almost never do because well, the cost of doing... how much space would you lose Right, you would lose too much space, <laughs> and, 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 and it's very expensive to do that, mm -hmm. both in, uh, in time and, and, and money. So uh, it's really been a revolution in the way that people can soundproof for their media rooms, their bedrooms, their bathrooms, and the noisy the babies' rooms, rooms the, uh, <laughs> the gym rooms, the, you know, all, all of the above. And you would do it on all six surfaces in the room, floor, Well, it's a great everywhere? question. Uh, it, it really depends. So, for instance, in a basement, obviously, a ceiling would be important. But uh, if you're on your second floor, your ceiling might not be important because right. it might go to the outside world, right? So you really have to look at all of, uh, all of those things. In a media room, it's often all six surfaces. Uh, or five of those six. Mm -hmm. uh, but, in, but in other rooms, it might be just the walls around the bedroom, for instance. Uh, maybe you don't want to hear uh, your kids practicing trumpet or practicing <laughs> drums or something right. Well, what like I love that. about it is it's, it's, it's as easy to install as any other drywall application, right? Do you need well, any special fasteners? Or? No, there's no special fasteners. You know, look, there have been technologies uh, from the 60s, uh, things like resilient channel or sound clips or mass-loaded vinyl or some of these other older techniques that actually don't work as well. They're very hard to install in the field. They're more expensive to install in the field. They take up more room. And net-net, and that, that, it's just hard to do. And, and the idea with a soundproof drywall is all the technology is already built into the mm -hmm. drywall itself. So uh, the consumer doesn't have to worry about how it works and how to hang it. And the, their contractor doesn't have to worry about that. It's just drywall. You hang it, and it works. The is there any difference in weight? I'm just no, there's no difference no in difference weight. No, because it's not done with mass. Fantastic. Uh, it's done with damping. It's an internally damped drywall. The product is called Quiet Rock. The company is Quiet Solutions. Kevin Serace, thanks so much for stopping by you the Money Thank Pit. you, guys. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, we've mentioned that Americans are looking for more green products and ways to go green. And in fact, in an effort to both save the planet and save some money, too, one thing that families are always looking for 
are products that are safe. And there's another innovation here from Mythic Paint. They make a product that is a zero VOC, zero toxin paint, that you can feel good about it. And Leslie, you and I actually had a chance to try this uh-huh. out. I actually used it in my home because um, my husband and I are expecting a baby this year. And we used it in the nursery. And actually, I did all the painting myself. And we've got Rocky Pryor, who's the company's president and chief science officer, because it really is quite a technology. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. You know, it's a beautiful paint, and it really is ultra-durable, and no VOCs, no toxins, no solvents, even when you're custom-tinting a color, which has been the problem with other manufacturers. Correct. Most, uh, Most consumers are not aware when you go to a paint store and you pick out that favorite color, usually there's a significant amount of solvent in that latex coating. And there's solvent even in the colorants themselves, mm-hmm. and they're toxic solvents. Uh, if you read the back of a paint can, it'll have a warning on it saying it's a, it can, contains carcinogens. Right. And uh, our product does not contain any toxins or solvents known as Regardless VOCs. Regardless of color finish. Correct. Any color that you want, we can match any color from mm-hmm. any manufacturer, as well as we have our own color palette. Well, Which, when we opened up the cans, there's also mm-hmm. almost no odor. It, it's, it's a very strange experience for those of us that do a lot of painting. Well, it's funny because I needed to replaster my ceiling. And, of course, being pregnant, no one wants me on a ladder. So I hired a pro to come in and do that for me. And we used your primer and your white paint for the ceiling. And I kept catching him smelling the paintbrush. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't smell. He's like, it's crazy. And then when I painted the wall surfaces, you know, I felt confident and comfortable that I wasn't damaging myself or my future son. It's a beautiful product. You offer 1,200 plus colors. I mean, congratulations. Thank you very much. We have a lot of people with paint on their noses because they're trying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the product is called Mythic Paint, and it's a. Founded by the Southern Diversified Products Company. If you want more information on this fantastic product, you can go to mythicpaint.com. And best telef- of all, if there's no retailer in your area, they will ship it to you for free. Absolutely. Right. And all the, all of our colors are online at mythicpaint.com. Rocky, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, broadcasting live from the 2008 International Builder Show in Orlando, Florida. Up next, humidity control can be, humidity can actually be your home's worst enemy. We will tell you what to do about it after this. The Money Pit is being brought to you by Owens Corning, a world leader in building materials and composite solutions. Learn more at owenscorning.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. This very special edition of the Money Pit is broadcasting from Orlando, Florida today. No, we did not take a vacation to Disney World, (laughs) but we are in the happiest place on earth for construction pros, the International Builder Show. That's right. And we want to say a huge thank you to our friends at Owens Corning who have made this broadcast possible today. And we are on the front porch of the high-tech home here in the show village with the latest in lighting controls to the most exciting media rooms to the choicest luxury finishes and a appliances. This house will excite and challenge builders to deliver their very best on well, a daily basis. And you may not have the most high-tech home yourself, but you still want it to be comfortable and energy efficient and not cost you an arm and a leg to heat or cool. And humidity can actually be your home's worst enemy when it comes to all of those things, including energy efficient cooling, not to mention the health hazards that moisture problems can certainly create. That's right. Joining to tell us, joining us to tell us more about that is Dave Reifsteck from April Air. Welcome. Hi, Dave. Thanks. Hey, hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Um, you guys do something really interesting in that you actually control the humidity throughout the entire course of the year. I mean, you help us put moisture in the home and make it more comfortable in the winter, but you also have an innovative product that takes it out in the summer. 
That's right. We've got a product that will give you uh, total home dehumidification, central dehumidification, mm -hmm. year-round, independent of what's going on with your heating or cooling system. Oh, interesting. And now, since it's a whole home capacity, say if you need more moisture control in a below-grade room, if you've got a basement, can you sort of divvy up the moisture control between that? Because you might not need the moisture control throughout the rest of the house all the time. Well, it, it, in a basement application, I guess what you're talking, in the wintertime, when you need more humidity potentially upstairs, there's a whole house humidifier that will actually put the moisture in. But if, if you only need the moisture taken out of the basement, because it's typically below grade, and that's where you may have more moisture issues, right. a central dehumidifier can simply, in essence, spot dehumidify that basement. Interesting. And at another point in time, when I start conditioning the upstairs or the upper levels of the house, mm -hmm. it can close a couple of dampers and now dehumidify the upstairs wow. if it's so needed. you can essentially have zoned dehumidification, zoned humidification, then dehumidification, so you maintain just the right amount of moisture in the house. That's right, year-round, because the ideal moisture level would be somewhere between 30 and 50, 55 percent. Mm -hmm. And the unit senses the levels itself. It's not the responsibility of the homeowner to be like, okay, basement today, second floor tomorrow. It has intelligence built into it that knows it'll sample the air to determine if I need to start dehumidifying or if the air in the, in the house is, is good enough or the humidity level is low enough, it won't run. Now, why is it so important to think about dehumidification <laughs> in the summertime? Because, you know, when you're air conditioning, you don't usually think about moisture, but it's moisture that can really make you feel uncomfortable, correct? Yeah, I guess the best way I can relate to it, uh, most of us can relate to sometime in the summertime, late in the evening, after I've gone to bed, at some point in time, you get uncomfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. And someone's got to get up and go out in the bedroom and, or out in the hallway and turn your thermostat down. Really what it is, it's the humidity, it's not the heat. My, my temperature has been satisfied, but as the evening progresses, the humidity load starts increasing in the house. So the beauty is that this product really takes over where the air conditioning stops. Mm -hmm. And what's, uh, what I read about your product is that it actually takes out 90 pints of water a day. That's a lot of water. And you would think that the air conditioner does that pretty well, but it's actually a pretty inefficient dehumidifier. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the primary purpose of an air conditioner is really to uh, cool. address temperature, right. mm -hmm. heat it up or cool it down, cooling with a, uh, air conditioning. So uh, the primary purpose is to affect temperature. The primary purpose of this product is to address humidity and Fantastic. take it out. Fantastic. Dave Reifstack from April Air, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Well, we have just about wrapped up our broadcast here from the International Builders Show, coming to you courtesy of our friends from Owens Corning. That website, again, to learn about the energy efficiency that you can improve in your home is insulatoraddictnow.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.